Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Dan Brown is one of the authors of the 21st century. As thus far, I don't think there are too many people who would deny that. The Da Vinci Code was massive. It swept the world. Angels and demons followed in its footsteps, as did Inferno. And, hardly surprising, they've all been made into movies. The latest offering is Inferno. It stars Tom Hanks, who's back in one of his busy stages, and also busy, Alex First, who's been watching it. Hello there, Alex. G'day, Christopher. Yes, in fact, Dan Brown, not all of his books have been turned into movies, but, Yet. yeah, they... Pardon me? Yet. Yet. Yeah, that's true. Well, they actually look at them carefully and sort of say, well, will they translate as well as they should? But Ron Howard, back in the director's chair for Inferno... Rated M in Australia, 121 minutes. It finds the famous symbologist, again played by Tom Hanks, on the trail of clues tied to a great 13th and 14th century Italian poet, Dante. Of course, Dante is Inferno. When Langdon wakes up in an Italian hospital with amnesia, he teams up with a doctor, played by Felicity Jones, whom he hopes will help him recover his memories. And together they race across Europe and against the clock to stop a madman from unleashing a global virus that would wipe out half the world's population. Yep, three and a half billion people. It borrows its title from Dante's masterwork, the Latin word for hell. Inferno has the added component of being a psychological thriller. In the film, Dr Robert Langdon suffers from feverish visions and intense headaches, has to find a way as to why, why this has happened to him. And, and, you know, exactly what's happened to him. Hanks explains that hell for Langdon in the movie is both a state of mind and a very physical experience because he's racked with pain and tortured by the fact that he's ignorant of the reasons why. Without a doubt, Robert Langdon goes through his own personal hell at the opening of this movie, according to Dan Brown. He wakes up in a hospital room in possession of a mysterious artefact for which people are trying to kill him. He must decipher the artefact and follow a trail of clues to find out who wants him dead and why. At the end of the day, he realises the stakes are far greater than his own personal drama. The future of the planet is at stake. He's having, so, a, ba- he's having a bad run, is old Robert Langdon, isn't he? He is indeed, isn't he? And, and Tom Hanks, of course, we only saw a few weeks ago in Sully. So it's been a big 2016. Inferno, most visually stylistic film, I say, in the series so far. The others were released in 2006 and 2009. Series of cryptic dream sequences that put us inside Robert Langdon's head, giving it a bit of a different feel to previous instalments. The underlying source for the inspiration, of course, as I said, Dante's Inferno. And in it, Dante sought to describe the journey of the soul towards God, with the first step being the rejection of sin. Now, for Dan Brown, the challenge was to take a work of genius, find the elements that would springboard him into a Robert Langdon thriller. The answer came as Brown imagined what a modern idea of hell would be. 
and he came up with a couple of concepts that fitted neatly together. I wonder and if they, any of them match my idea of a modern hell. Well, an overpopulated world. Oh, no, see, that's just mundane. Hell is... Oh, actually, no, hell is other people. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, well, in which billions of people are unable... Un- what am I trying to say? Unable to find sustenance. Well, that makes sense. They can't feed themselves. Mm. And a disease that solves the problem by taking half of them out. So they're the two concepts. And for this hell on earth, Brown borrows Dante's idea of poetic justice... In order to punish mankind for overpopulating the world beyond the planet's means, a villain will release a deadly disease that will kill billions. Kind of all makes sense, maybe. Well, in a, in a warped sort of way, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not justifying this. I, please, <coughs> nobody try this at home. Uh, he wanted to create a villain who's deeply troubled. Sorry, I'll just nip out to my high-tech biology lab and whip up a potion that'll kill half the world. Yeah. Don't try this at home, seriously. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Seriously? There are, there are mad men and women everywhere. I don't want to give people ideas. <laughs> Dan Brown wanted to create a villain who was deeply troubled by the issue of overpopulation and basically decided to fix the problem. And... I mean, this is what he says, Dan Brown. I'd read Dante as a kid, both in high school and college, but in order to write this novel, I had to reread it many times in order to figure out how to create a palatable thriller out of a 13th century epic poem. Now, I've got to admit, Chris, I'd forgotten what went on in the previous Dan Brown movies. It's been a while. It has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, well, 2009, and I've seen what somewhere in the vicinity of 250 to 300 films a year ever since. So, yeah, yeah it, it didn't really stay with me. I, I, look, my recollection is I like the second one, Angels and Demons, better than the first. There we go. That's as much as I can tell you. But, um, look, I, I, I was quite lost and somewhat confused for about the first hour of this latest offering. What I did recognise was that there was lots of running and chasing and ducking and weaving to get away from pursuers. That was in the first hour. Thereafter, it all did start to come together because the twists and turns gathered pace and somehow, yeah, it's it sort of by the end I kind of understood. And splendid-looking movie, all sorts of exotic locales serving as all but the tourist travelogue. Venice looks beautiful. Yeah, w- when you start to dwell on splendid-looking movie, I suspect that we're not going to, to have a lot, of, uh, a lot of good things to say about other parts. Oh, look, look, uh, Hank's ever the leading man, earnest and sincere as the good professor. I mean, it it doesn't challenge him, say, the way that Sully does, but it's he he does what he he knows what to do. And he carries the movie well. Felicity Jones makes a reliable sidekick. And Ben Foster, he doesn't have a big role, but intense as the man with a death wish who threatens to create Armageddon. You could argue that unscrambling the clues becomes a little bit too easy for the professor, for Robert Langdon, this is a movie, after all, and the filmmakers needed to maintain a certain pace. If you're reading the book, you've got a lot more... It'll take you longer. You've got a lot more detail in the book, or in the book's plural, of the you know, Dan Brown thrillers. But, uh, look, it's it's got a convoluted start. It sets a pretty high standard. And if you like Dan Brown, and why not go along and see it? It's sort of... It's a, a six-and-a-half to seven kind of movie, Inferno. OK, fair enough. This has been Movies First. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. 
Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.